This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist, and I'd love to connect with you as my listener. Reach out to me if you would like to book sessions with me. I would love to be your holistic healing practitioner. I have physical offices in both New Orleans, Louisiana, and Los Angeles, California. However, I work worldwide with clients via Skype, phone, and FaceTime, so don't let where you live limit you from reaching out to me if you'd like to work together. I do offer a 20-minute complimentary phone consult to see if we're a good fit for each other. I want to thank you all for subscribing and sharing this podcast. Please keep doing this. It really helps a lot to spread messages of health and well-being. It's been so exciting to just be supported by you. So thank you. And you can find my show on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, LA Talk Radio, where I am right now in Los Angeles. And please keep subscribing and sharing. It means a lot to me. Follow me on social media on Facebook and Instagram. I am under NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. It's an abbreviation for my website, which is nolatherapy.com. Reach out to me there, lisa at nolatherapy.com, to schedule sessions, to inquire about working together, and if you would like to be a guest on this podcast. I've booked actually quite a number of shows coming up in the future and some in the past of people that reached out, so I love it. Keep, Keep reaching out to me. Join my email list also at nolatherapy.com so I can get you information about upcoming guests and my book as it continues to be in process. My book is on healing our core wounding through a process of empathy and self-forgiveness. If you would like to receive a free audiobook download from my sponsor, Audible is my sponsor, check out that opportunity at audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy and several of you support my work through the crowdfunding campaign I have with Patreon I want to thank you and encourage others if you're inclined please go check out the campaign I have with them details can be found at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy my guest today who will be with us in moments I thought would be a really wonderful person to converse with today, being that it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to those of you that celebrate it. And I thought a focus instead of love between people, between humans, which is 
celebrated and talked about so often, I thought today we could celebrate our animal friends, our animal loves. And in just moments, we are going to be with Amy Rebecca Wild. She is the entrepreneur behind Vegan Scene Boutique in Venice, California. Her website is Vegan Scene, S-C-E-N-E, and her boutique is on Lincoln Boulevard. She also has a full online store, and I really love Amy's philosophy, which is activism via commerce. Amy developed Vegan Scene at a time in her life when she was conducting meetups through Instagram. She has a huge Instagram following on her site, Vegans of Instagram. And at the same time, she was working as an animal rights activist campaigning for a fur-free Los Angeles. And as a vegan for over 16 years and creator of her own vegan line called Legends and Vibes, we're going to talk all about this and and her passion for really protecting animals and and this has been her life work. So welcome, Amy. Hi there. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How are you today? I'm doing well, yeah. We're, uh, it's a little rainy here in L.A., but it's, um, it's good. We need the, uh, the rain, so it's a happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Thank you. So where do you want to start with talking to our listeners about Vegan Scene, about your passion? Where would you like to begin? Um, I think, I mean, the big thing about this, is it really began as um, really as a as a passion project something that I have used veganism as a guide in my life for all things and it ended up making its way into my career as well okay and uh, for me um, to be able to uh, have a way that I can use something that I feel so strongly about and helping animals and also be able to give back to the community and use the, you know, the, the ethics uh, behind uh, veganism and try to really make a difference with it. Um, I think there is a lot of talk about, um, you know, activism, which I believe is so important, but um, as you were saying that activism via commerce there are many different ways that we can use our voice and sometimes that is as specific as just voting with your dollars Mm -hmm. and so for us to really make sure that when we're talking about investments and just every little detail about what we do it does make an impact and so um, people really do have a lot of opportunities to have their voice heard and sometimes it's as simple as just how they shop. And so that's how um, Vegan Scene really came to to fruition, is wanting to have um, as a response to just making vegan fashion more accessible for people. Um, and, you know, yes, we are a store where it's 100% vegan and vegans can shop without having to worry about, you know, animal products making their way into clothes but also it's really a way to make it more accessible for people who aren't vegan um just to see that the lifestyle is um is easy Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of beautiful clothing and products that um to make it something so that 
for this movement to really make a difference that more people can um, find our products, learn more about it, and just feel a lot more open and um, able to really make a difference. I know you talk in your mission statement about the desire to make vegan fashion, like you just said, accessible, affordable, and luxurious. I was curious right. if you had a personal experience over 16 years ago when you became vegan, how this all started for you to make that choice. Uh, for me, I, I've i always thought of myself as the perfect candidate to go vegan because um, the second I learned about you know, just the word and the lifestyle and immediately declared myself one. Um, so I, um, it was something that would, um, whatever point in my life I learned about it, I just know that it was something that I was meant to be. So I've always kind of followed that. Um, it, it was an easy decision for me, but um, I've, at every point in my life from being a kid, my third word was the dog that lived down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first made the connection between chicken um, and because um, we had a lot of, I, I rescued a lot of animals growing up. I was kind of the neighborhood Dr. Doolittle oh, yeah. kit and I'd run around and um, take care of injured birds and things like that. And I um, eventually started just taking in lots of animals and my first three pets were um, my first three pet chickens were the ones that really kind of helped um, me first make the decision to cut meat out because you know something like a hamburger you don't automatically at least as a a kid know that that comes from an animal but the fact that chicken was called chicken it it, at, at seven years old I realized that well this isn't good so um I've, I've just always kind of had that um, animal-loving gene, yes. and, and that's sort of how I first fell into the, the lifestyle. So um, when I was, uh, I was vegetarian for, um, let's see, until I was about 15, and that's when my high school had an animal rights workshop which um, another reason why education is in making, you know, information about sustainability and, and animals and veganism accessible. That's how I went vegan is there was a class for that. And I am so thankful that I wasn't a huge fan of my high school, but that class really shaped my life. Yes. So um, to be able to have the opportunity to learn about that, um, that just it really transformed um, my whole world. So I strongly believe in being able to give people um, the information to know what's going out there so that they can make informed decisions. Uh, and so I um, try to give um, with everything I do here kind of both informative but also make it so that you know, veganism can be a heavy topic. It's a response to, it's, it's a loving response to a very kind of cruel mm-hmm. world of how we treat animals. Yeah. So um, to be able to have a little bit of lightheartedness to it so that people can not get turned off by, you know, 
the the level of animal cruelty there is there, but to really show that there is a whole other world of really, you know, innovative and beautiful textiles um, that are cool alternatives to having to use real animals for clothing. So, so um, one of the so things... yeah that I go ahead. What do you think? No, you first, Amy, and then I'll I'll ask you. Um. Right. So, uh, I, it's always been from an early age. I know with my voice, it still sounds like I'm probably in high school, but, And you were telling me before we came live that your store is is also women run besides you. Can you talk to us about that that philosophy? Yeah, um, I I strongly believe, and um, you know, if we want to talk about having more equality for women, and uh, that means making the changes so that um, we are providing them more opportunity in the workforce giving them more ability to learn new skills, encouraging leadership. Um, and so, you know, and I, I will say it, it really does change the entire atmosphere of having just, you know, you get a, 10 women in a room and one guy comes in and it just completely changes the dynamic. And it's unfortunate because, you know, you see, um, it, 
not as a you know hating on all guys right right of course not it it, 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 it's important to be able to um have um just based on the culture that we live in the ability for women to be able to just be their own boss so um i i take it upon myself to make sure that um in every level of the company that we can have that job be run by women and it's really been an awesome uh opportunity to to do and we've got a really great um fun uh talented team here and i'm really happy with um what that decision to be entirely women-run has been able to do for the company and also just be the culture here. So, um, and we need more businesses to step up at every level to be able to offer that. So, um, it's, uh, while we are vegan, we also try to make sure that there are other ethical elements that we incorporate. And so, the women-run aspect is another factor that um, one more way that we can um, find a way to really use this business as a vehicle for change. Where I'm curious where you are desiring to go in the future. This is one boutique, and, and you have an online presence as well. What is your vision, Amy, for Vegan Scene when you imagine? So I believe in this... Um, scaling sustainably not just in um from a you know a a building standpoint uh but just the way that the structure of the business goes so that we're doing things that are constantly moving us forward but we are um utilizing all of our resources effectively. I think one thing that is happening now is we're seeing this huge change in the landscape of retail. And there is a bit of a retail apocalypse, but that's really affecting big chain stores that don't really stand for something. Um, And I think you're seeing a rise, though, in lifestyle um, and businesses that have a message um, and we're seeing a lot of shoppers now who really want to support and be um, follow companies that that reflect their ideals and their morals so for vegan scene there's a couple of different um, directions that we're moving forward the first step right now is um, so we have our boutique but a big factor is for us vegan fashion Mm -hmm. and the way that I see us really being able to expand the line and to reach a lot more people is with a vegan clothing line but not just in our stores something that's available nationwide so we are going to be launching a Kickstarter um, in I just flipped my head. Um, This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. 
the um oh yeah the first of march awesome um, and so we yeah we are uh, there's a lot of things going on so right now dates are everywhere but of course um, <laughs> no worries yeah so we're launch- <laughs> we're launching a kickstarter um because for people to be able to just have access to our stuff they yeah. need to go to the you know the a mall near them to stores that they know and be able to have vegan fashion accessible and so um, for me, being able to build our line in the right way and get it out to a wholesale level so that more people can shop and be exposed to vegan fashion, um, that, is, that, that to me is, is step number one, is to launch this Kickstarter, really start to build Legends and Vibes, our brand, and be able to have it so that it is in stores nationwide there's never been a hundred percent vegan fashion label that's been you know um in the same way uh, at, at an urban outfitters or a nordstrom where you can go and have a brand that still has retained its values but is um available towards you because i i know um i would love to be able to open more vegan theme locations but to be able to make an impact faster, reach more people, yes, that really comes through wholesale. So yes. that is that is our next big first step and where we're trying to go. I think if you can, like with the whole boom of plant-based diet, yes, just the fact that supermarkets everywhere you can buy almond milk, flax milk, oat milk, all of that, all kinds of milk. That yeah, that's happen. not dairy. Yeah, exactly. It's all about representation. And so for vegan fashion to really take off, that means that stores nationwide need more brands that have um, sustainability and animal um, uh, are animal friendly. And so that, that's um, what I see as step number one in our next big uh uh, step and where we're going, I and think then that's the exciting. Step is, yeah, it's it's very exciting, and there's a lot that I mean, it, it's hard to believe it's only February, but it feels like January. There's been a lot because we've got a lot of work that we're doing here, but um, it's exciting. It, it doesn't always feel like work when you're doing something that, that you really, love. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then. Uh, Step two is to, um, I don't just want to be a, um, I want to be able to lift other brands up as well, because um, like I said, it's it's not going to just take one brand. It's going to be you know, kind of revolutionizing the entire fashion industry. And that means giving um, more businesses and clothing lines the opportunity we're doing this Kickstarter because fashion is incredibly expensive. It's, um, I don't think people are just fully aware of every single little detail that goes into things and why it adds up, not just for the cost of the clothes, but, um, you know, the, there's so many people that uh, a clothing item changes hands that that's labor and you mm. want to pay people fairly and, um, make sure that they can have the right to a living wage 
but also yes. um, that means that um, you know that's a lot of work for an up and coming business to be able to to meet all of that. So what I see the next step being is to have the first one hundred percent vegan factory, um, oh, awesome. a clothing apparel factory. So that we would not only have complete ethical um, oversight over all of our production. We already do that here, but this would be taking it to another level yes. and having everything be completely in-house. But by having our own factory, we could have other brands be able to produce their lines as well. Oh, that's awesome. So that we would be able to nurture other brands too and really be um, an industry leader. Um, I think when we talk about, like, disruption, um, it's not, uh, obviously, the fashion industry with it being so polluting that there does need to be um, changes, but it's not about putting people out of business. It's about giving the industry a new direction to go to, Mm -hmm. so there is business in the um in green basically um and so it's exciting that there's all this new talk about the green new deal and things like that yes that's where i think we as um as vegan companies need to stand up and not just you know we can make things like you know uh oil gas meat obsolete but that needs to be replaced with something that is, like I said, a vehicle for change. And so um, step two uh, for me after that is to be able to launch a factory like that. Wonderful. Amy, we are going to take a brief pause to hear from my sponsors. So hang tight and I'll bring you right back on. Sounds great. Okay. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Yourself and friends find a purpose in life, then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression. And in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. And today I am with Amy Rebecca Wild, the owner and entrepreneur behind Vegan Scene Boutique in Venice, California, with an online store as well, veganscene.com. And Amy, you were just going through the future of what what you're envisioning and working towards with vegan scene and you talked about the number one next step is launching a kickstarter campaign march 1st 2019 
Second step is to be the first 100% vegan factory. So in-house, you are manufacturing clothing. What I know I kind of interrupted you for the commercial. Is there another step or are these two your concentrations right now? Well, um, I do have some big plans going forward um, because what I've talked about a lot is specifically about vegan fashion. And um, I kind of jumped into things right with you about and um, to clarify um, in case there's people who maybe aren't as familiar. So veganism is a lifestyle. I think a lot of times they get confused as a diet. Um, so you can eat vegan, but uh, veganism really is just um, having um, excluding animals as far as possible and practical in every aspect of, you know, from buying uh, clothing to, you know, not supporting the, a zoo or circus, um, just all different types of ways that are having a, you know, cruelty-free um, way of life. And so um, I think that it, lifestyle is very broad, and so the name itself, Vegan Theme, um, there are a lot of different avenues that I kind of have future plans of where I'd like to be able to take the business with when it comes to events and other things like that. But for me, also staying on track for, you know, the, the fashion aspect and where we're at um, within the next, um, you know, couple of years, those are, that's where I see my strength and what needs to happen um, uh, as soon as possible. So, yes, and I, I could talk all the I, – I, I like dreaming big yeah. and making things happen. Um, but for me, I think that those are the, the two big factors in um, focusing on the fashion aspect. And there, there's some, some other things that are in the works, but um, – Right now, uh, those are my my big top two goals of where we're going and what yeah. we can expect. So, so yeah. when I was researching about having you on today, and, and I think of vegan fashion and, and such, the first things that came to my mind were, I think, more of the obvious, such as not wearing fur and not buying leather. And then makeup. I remember in the past I had like a, a wake up where it was like, oh my gosh, my makeup. I don't know that it's cruelty free. And I just threw it all out and went to Google and, and typed in what are cruelty free makeup lines in, in Walgreens and the drugstores. And I took that little list and went to buy new makeup that, that didn't test on animals. And so at Vegan Scene, you have vegan clothing. What I'm curious what makes a fabric vegan, if you can go into some more details about your products, because there's so many that you offer. You offer makeup, jackets, bags and wallets, shorts, things that are just beyond what I conceptualized as as vegan fashion. So I'd love for you to talk to our listeners more in depth about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to uh, fabrics, there's going to be, as you said, the obvious leather um, and fur, but you also have um, materials like wool and silk, which is um, uh, silkworms that have been boiled, oftentimes alive. Um, oh. There's other materials too, like you know, angora, cashmere, 
Um, sometimes when it comes to buttons, you can have real horn, oh. ivory, pearl. So there's uh, a lot of different ways that actual animal um, byproducts make their way into um, into fashion. So what we utilize here is we go a little bit on top of the, uh, because I guess technically what you would classify as vegan would just be something that does not um, include an animal or has been tested on them. So uh, basically just excluding animals from the entire production process because animals just they are, you know, as a business, they don't belong as an ingredient or a cog in the machine. So, um, but what we also like to do is in addition to being vegan, have ways that we can actually benefit both the people on the planet. And that means focusing on sustainability as well. So the great thing about vegan fashion is, is that it allows us to use um, innovative materials and textiles that don't come from an animal and are actually a much more um, sustainable material to use in production. So, um, for example, there's a material called uh, cupro, which is a great alternative to silk. And it's actually made from the... Um, the the waste that you would get in cotton production. Oh, that's so, so cool! So it's a beautiful fabric. It's biodegradable. It's made from plants. It's um, you don't have to you know other things people might think of as just something like having clothes that need to be dry clean. When things are um, dry clean only, um, if it's an organic dry cleaner, it can actually be like an incredibly um, you know chemical process. Right. And so. Being able to offer fabrics that, you know, after you have them, how you care for them, that matters a lot, too. So, um, and, and that's the great thing is by being um, a line that's focused on being animal friendly, it allows us to explore new materials that are not kind of just synthetic man-made, but finding great new ways and uses for plants that are not just a, you know, an, an animal saver, but something that really benefits um, the environment, which we all share. And, you know, another factor for me, too, is the people who make our clothes. Okay. Um, I believe they should be just as happy as the people who wear them. Mm. So, um, so when you have, you know, um, materials that you're using that have a lot of chemicals or could potentially be toxic that means that a person has to be exposed to that making that all the live long time so to be using materials that are also better for us it, it it's not just for the you know the carbon footprint but like what that does for the people who actually are um, involved in production so um there are a lot of aspects to it um and so what we try to do is in addition to being vegan find more ways that we can also give back so we can really come full circle as um, as a line that, you know, stands for something and, and wants to do right. Will you also tell us about your your line called Legends and Vibes? Right. Um, so Legends and Vibes, uh, we launched recently, and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it's just been uh, an 
awesome experience to be able to, you know, when you're younger, and I remember going into my mom's closet and just dressing up in all of her <laughs> clothes, so to be able to finally have a fashion line too and design, it's so cool. It's, Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, um, so we are a hundred percent online and we're also, um, environmentally conscious. So if, uh, we also utilize, um, what's called dead stock fabric. And that is when, um, big lines will make a, a fabric run and they'll have overages. And sometimes that just gets discarded. So okay. what we do is we find, um, excess fabric too that still meets our standards of being vegan, but um, we're able to find a way to incorporate, um, you know, what would be waste into um, adding these kind of beautiful little kind of treasure hunt collections because we have to go find fabric. Sometimes there's not as much as, uh, as we would like, but it means we have these great little um, mini collections and so dead stock is another way of also being able to be um, reducing waste uh, so we utilize all of that and then when we do buy new fabric um, we make sure that what we are investing in is uh, sustainable um, animal free vegan materials okay um, so everything from you know coconut buttons to um, materials like tensile and cupro that are um, much more um, environmentally friendly because they're made from you know um, tree bark and things like That's that. That's cool. And uh, just a, a much better way um, for the animals and the planet. So um, the the line is also every. Um, I think one thing that gets lost in fast fashion is. Um, that clothes are just very trend um, one-time pieces that mm -hmm. don't really have a story behind them. So um, for me, I'm very much where I come from is a huge part of who I am. We're based in Venice. So I've named every piece in Legends and Vibes after a street in Venice. That's cool. So we have the, the Oakwood Romper. We have the, um, the Clubhouse uh, uh, Peter Pan tie top. So um, every, it, and it gives a little bit of personality and flair to each of the styles, too. And it's also a reminder that we make everything here locally in Los Angeles. That's great. So um, giving um, each of our styles a little something else on top of, um, you know, the just quality materials, it, it gives our pieces a little extra uh, something. So um, we also, um, you know, we try to use as much as we can with how we use our materials, but you're still always going to have little pieces that are left over from a production. So as a response to that, we've launched a, uh, a second line that we've just recently started to build up called Rebel Live. Um, we're going to be announcing a bigger launch for that, too. Congratulations. But that is... Uh, yeah, thank you. It's um, it's a hundred percent repurposed line, so we're basically taking like recycled clothing. So you know, if you had an old flannel shirt that you donated somewhere, um, denim, anything like that, we take it, redo it, 
and give it, you know, sometimes funk it up, sometimes completely reshape, um, you know, um, an extra large men's shirt could become a women's dress. Yeah. So um, we are also then utilizing production materials that we can't use anymore for legends um, as a way to do one of the kind pieces in reworking new styles. So um, for us, it was a way for us to really have you know some of the pieces in rebel are a little bit um edgier and then some of them are just you know fun and playful but um what we're gonna start to do is have it so people can drop off their old denim to um our store get 20 percent off anything they um uh would like to get in store for that donation and then we can use that again as more materials, because um, denim is, is a um, just the entire process with its water usage and all of that. Right. It can be wasteful. So finding ways to be able to um, reuse denim is awesome. And so yeah. um, it, we're just finding the what works, um, what else can we do um, to really make a difference and um, find new avenues to be. Uh, I, I forgot to mention Rebel Lives when we were going over the steps one, two, and three, but yeah, that's a whole other project we Say that again, Amy. Too, so. What was that? <laughs> I um, I had forgotten to mention the um, when I went over the factory yes. and wholesale that we were working on another line. So um, yeah. That's, so that's a third there's a lot of piece. Here. There's a lot of movement. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking the underlying yeah. meta message that I'm hearing as a takeaway is also the power of education and how your early exposure to veganism and the lifestyle and the protection of animals really has shaped your adult life and livelihood and being able to, to at the larger scale, bring us as consumers an option to source and, and purchase fashion and products that do not harm animals and just how powerful education is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important. And I'm, and I'm still, um, you know, finding new reading material and different things so I can keep learning about, you know, over time things have, have changed over the years, but I'd always see myself as a student in whatever I do. And, um, but yeah, that really did start when I was younger. Um, and so I, I, finding, you know, even if it doesn't, um, cause that class that I took in high school was just an animal rights workshop. That was just kind of a, a small, um, extracurricular class. And, um, so, it, you know, the, the way that it, it shaped me though, is, um, more than algebra did to say the least. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> and yeah. I want to make sure you let listeners know about your online store because many of my listeners are not just in Los Angeles. So for you to know that you don't have to be here and go to the Venice storefront, can you let listeners know about about that option? Oh, yeah. Um, so we are available um, right now at veganscene.com. So everything that we carry in store, we have available online. Um, our whole team here has been... Um, uh, really working hard to um, update our website so that it's looking really sharp um, yeah. for the big launch that we have in the next 
um, two weeks. So there's a lot of really cool features that we're rolling out. Um, and we also have um, as kind of a, also an additional lookbook um, website, legendsandvibes.com for the line itself. Um, we're going to be rolling that out in the next week, uh, a completely brand new site that really has a nice, um, beautiful mix of both sustainability and our stunning designs. So um, you can find us on uh, com and uh, legendsandvibes.com as well. That's awesome. I was so impressed at the the amount of, of things to buy. Like there's beautiful intimate apparel, bras and underwear and fragrances, dresses, jumpsuits, like really beyond what I had conceptualized as vegan fashion. So it was very eye-opening in a positive way for me to visit your store and go to the website. So I thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, online is so important. It makes it so that things can be accessible um, for anyone, anywhere. But I still am a very strong believer in having a brick and mortar and having a physical pre- um, presence. There's just something that can never really replace, right? You know, being able to tangibly feel fabric, try on clothes, that whole experience, and also what that does to have a actual vegan place have that um, presence. That presence, yeah. Just to be able to, you know, drive down. You know, one of the uh, one of the big reasons they moved to our current location because we've been open for about four years now, but we only moved to our new location on Lincoln about um, six months ago. Was that um, how many cars drive by Lincoln? Visibility. It's just to be able to see a vegan store. Yeah. Um, every day. That was a big aspect, and. Um, we wanted to have a showroom so we could have a really kind of modern, uh, uh, clean aesthetic presenting all of these beautiful pieces. And um, what you don't see is um, there is a um, entire design studio in the back of our space, which is the same size uh, as our uh, storefront. That's so awesome. that's where you know all the magic happens. We do our photo shoot design everything um and you know all of our fabric and materials and all of that it happens um right behind and so um I, I i can't say enough of how important i believe having yeah. that kind of um a space uh so that people can can see that and it you know gives um more legitimacy and power to be in fashion Absolutely. i think that one thing to to mention is um you know especially from being a vegan for so long is that it faces a bit of a image problem in the same way i think feminism faces because ultimately what both are arguing is equality and um acceptance and you know equal you know doing right by others but um because of other forces at be there's you know Opposition. certain kind of stigmas that end up being attached to them and so you know veganism itself um sometimes it has you know it can be perceived as being a little bit too granola 
or a little bit too difficult to do. And so that's um, definitely changing with, nowadays. With, I yeah. See. And so I've really pushed to go for a very high modern aesthetic. So making sure that um, we do believe in making things as renewable and green as possible, but to do it in a way so that it's got a very kind of chic modern aesthetic. So you can see the you know the presentation of of what we do is just as important as the actual um, execution. Uh, I think one of the biggest factors that you know natural brands have really taken off in the last few years is they just hired better graphic designers. Right. So uh, yeah. I, I think having the ability to um, to showcase uh vegan fashion in a different light it changes people's perspective about what's out there so yeah amy thank you for being with us today beautifully done and i look forward to following you in the future to see how things evolve for you and vegan scene thank you oh thank you so much i had a great time talking with you today you're welcome definitely come uh come visit our store we have a uh a dog and kitty here. Every I day, know. So. I saw that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun group. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to. I'll have come you when you're there. Come on by. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, and happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day as well. Bye. Alrighty. Bye. That concludes my show today with Amy Rebecca Wild, founder and entrepreneur behind VeganScene.com a brick and mortar as well as an online store located in Venice, California. I want to thank you all for being with us today. I wish you a wonderful Valentine's Day, a blessed week, and join me back next Thursday for another live episode. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.